This is Angus. Welcome to Angus's Appendices, a Kirby's Kids one-shot. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening as we delve into Doom Patrol this month on Kirby's Kids. And to start us off, let's go back to the origins of this dynamic comic and one of the more strange comics ever invented. Doom Patrol made its debut in June of 1963 in My Greatest Adventure, Volume 1, Number 80. The writers for Doom Patrol were Arnold Drake and Bob Haney, and it is believed that Arnold Drake was the mastermind behind Doom Patrol, coming up with all of the core characters, and that Bob Haney, for the purposes of getting the book out on time, assisted with some story arc shaping and assisting Drake to distill his story of the strange characters to the comic book pages. The visual stylings here of Doom Patrol would come from the mind of Bruno Primiani, and he really set that foundation for the look and feel of Doom Patrol, and is credited with being the co-creator of Doom Patrol, along with the writer and architect for Doom Patrol, Arnold Drake. Arnold Drake, let's start with him as we delve into a little creative chatter about our writers and artists of Doom Patrol. Whoever is this artist and this writer, I must meet them. Creative chatter. Arnold Drake is the Bill Finger Award for Excellence in Comic Book Writing inaugural winner when this recognition occurred in 2005. This inaugural award was to celebrate a living writer who did not get their rightful recognition during their prime. And Arnold Drake could not have been a more deserving recipient, despite this acknowledgement. Many folks didn't even know who in the world he was or who he is. But when you start to name his creations, it becomes very clear how much of an influence he's been in comics and been the father of the strange or weird. So among his celebrated characters are Doom Patrol, Dead Man, Havoc, Polaris, Beast Boy, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, just to name a few. Arnold Drake was born in New York City, grew up in the Manhattan borough. After studying journalism at the University of Missouri and NYU, Drake was picking up writing assignments wherever he could get them. And he just so happened to run into Bob Kane. Because at some time around his getting into the workforce, Drake learned that his brother was neighbors with Bob Kane. Of course, Bob Kane being most famous for being a co-creator with Bill Finger of Batman. Kane would introduce Drake to editors at DC, which that started Drake in his career in comics. He would cut a rather wide swath of genres and work in multiple genres. His adventure features were in Showcase, Science Fiction in World's Finest, and Tales of the Unexpected, Horror in the House of Mystery, and a large number of humor books. Some funny animal features, like The Fox and the Crow, and more notably, he worked on licensed celebrity books 
books, like The Adventures of Jerry Lewis and The Adventures of Bob Hope, for which he introduced a cult character and favorite to the comics world, and that being Super Hip. But it would be after given a rush assignment to create a new feature for the anthology series of My Greatest Adventure over the course of a weekend that Drake would devise perhaps his greatest creation. That being the Doom Patrol. Together with artist Bruno Premiani, Drake created the ultimate team of outcasts and misfits that make even the X-Men looks somewhat regular. Bob Haney, again, is often credited as being a co-creator of this team. However, many comics historians have said that Bob's greatest contribution was more or less limited to script assists during deadline crunches in the initial run of the series. While Doom Patrol touted on its covers the world's strangest heroes, it's interesting that at this exact same time, rival publisher Marvel's Fantastic Four, as well as the X-Men, would debut within months. Drake and Premiani managed to combine what many believe actually to be the best elements of Fantastic Four and X-Men into one and that being Doom Patrol, if you will. The bickering family dynamic of Fantastic Four, and then of course the protection of society in which they would never be allowed to take part and somehow manage to make it even weirder and delightful. And really, that's what X-Men is about. But X-Men would go to great acclaim. Of course, you have the Chris Claremont era really putting it into the stratosphere. But the initial Kirby and Stanley run is the stuff of legend. Doom Patrol, on the other hand, would be an acquired taste and, like a fine wine, would age well over time and get resurrected by Grant Morrison and would become a signature run for Grant Morrison when he took over Doom Patrol. So let's move over to our assistant writer, Bob Haney. I don't want to shortchange Bob because, again, the comics historians don't necessarily get everything right all the time. But it is widely covered that Bob's main contribution here for Doom Patrol was not the genesis of the characters, but assisting Arnold Drake in some of the scripting for those initial stories. Bob was a comic book lifer. He was raised in Philadelphia. He always credited vintage comic strips, especially Prince Valiant Flesh Gordon, as being the most inspirational for him as a youth. He received a Master's of Arts from Columbia University and put it to work writing novels under an array of pen names. And in 1948, he really began his career in earnest. Between 48 and 55, he worked mostly on crime and war comics for a number of publishers. Fawcett, Standard, Hillman, Harvey, St. John. Most of these firms went out of business during that period, but around 1956, he connected with DC Comics, and that became a long and happy association, with Bob eventually writing just about every kind of comic they published. He is best remembered for co-creating the original Teen Titans, his contributions in Doom Patrol, and Metamorpho, the Element Man. And he did a long and memorable stint writing team-up stories, mostly Batman and someone else for The Brave and the Bold. Among the other features he worked on were Superman, Aquaman, World's Finest Comics, The Unknown Soldier, Johnny Cloud, Sea Devils, Eclipso, The Viking Prince, Mark Merlin, 
and Sergeant Rock. The character of Rock is generally associated with writer-editor Mark Cunningham, but Haney authored a number of memorable Sergeant Rock tales, including the first one. He's produced various scripts for the 60s Superman and Aquaman cartoon shows and worked for Rankin and Bass on several animated shows, including Thundercats, Silverhawks, and Karate Cat. Finally, let's delve into our artist, Bruno Primiani. Bruno Primiani was born in Italy, and as he was growing up, became an anti-fascist. He saw what was going on in Italy, didn't like it one bit, and actually emigrated to Argentina to get out of Italy. He launched his career in Argentina, working for various Argentinian publications as well as comics. Between 1948 and 52, Permiani lived in the United States where he began a long-time collaboration with National DC Comics. He started out working with the historical Tomahawk character and Powwow Smith Indian detective for Detective Comics. He also worked at Joe Simon and Jack Kirby's Crestwood Studios and made comic biographies of U.S. historical figures for the State Department. In 1960, Permiani returned to live in the United States once again. Around this time, he had already contributed to Gilberton's Classics Illustrated Series and also worked as an inker for Jack Kirby and Stan Drake on Kurt Swan's The Rip Van Winkle of Smallville. Primiani's best known work for National DC was the creation of Doom Patrol with Arnold Drake in 1963. This series about a trio with special abilities led by a man in a wheelchair has a striking resemblance to Marvel's X-Men series as I had mentioned before. However, Doom Patrol debuted in June of 63 at that and X-Men debuted three months later. Until 1968, Primiani drew most of the Doom Patrol stories in My Greatest Adventures and later the self titled comic book. In addition, Primiani did the cover and interior art for DC's Brave and the Bold series starring Cave Carson. In 1964, Primiani was the artist on Kid Flash, Aqualad, and Robin, a spinoff Batman sidekick Robin, Aquaman sidekick Aqualad, and a younger version of The Flash. He eventually returned to Argentina, where he passed in 1984. So it appears that although all three of these talents associated with Doom Patrol had very, very, very successful and well-accomplished and recognized careers. Doom Patrol would bring them cement or become the foundation of their legacy and best-known and influential works. So let's head over onto our literary aisle where we will delve into our story, The Doom Patrol, from My Greatest Adventure, Volume 1, Number 80, June 1963. Arr, land ho. There's our literary aisle. Now that we're on our literary aisle, let us delve into the Doom Patrol. An aging, wheelchair-bound scientist, only known as the Chief, gathers together three super-powered outcasts, Robot Man, Elastigirl, and Negative Man. As the heroes greet one another, they learn of the personal circumstances that brought them all together. And that is our chapter one, entitled The Doom Patrol. Robot Man was once Cliff Steele, an international sportsman and daredevil and race car driver whose body was burned to a cinder after a deadly race car crash. The chief scientific genius transferred Steele's brain into a new robot body. 
Larry Trainer was once a civilian test pilot until that fateful day when he flew an experimental suborbital aircraft into a stratospheric belt of radiation. Now he exists as a living mummy forced to wear special bandages to contain the radiation that has disfigured his body. As a side effect of the incident, Larry can now summon a dark energy being from his body, which he calls the Negative Man. Our third member, Rita Farr, was a Hollywood starlet an Olympic-level swimmer. During filming of one of her movies, Rita was exposed to strange vapors that granted her the ability to alter her size at will. Her career in ruins due to her mutation, she now fights alongside the Doom Patrol as Elastigirl. Next on to Chapter 2, The Challenge of the Timeless Commander. The Chief discovers a strange alien spacecraft that has crash-landed on Earth. He believes that mankind's testing of atomic weapons is what attracted the alien's attention, and the unidentified ship was designed to monitor the planet's technological advancements. The Chief sends the Doom Patrol to recover a secret weapon reputedly located inside the drone ship. Then, our third chapter in this inaugural issue of the Doom Patrol is the deadly duel with General Immortus. Another individual learns of the ship's existence and embarks upon a plan to recover the weapon. This is the immortal mastermind, General Immortus, an old foe of the Chiefs. Immortus has spy cameras set up in the Doom Patrol's headquarters and is privy to many of their secrets. Immortus attempts to retrieve the weapon and encounters the Doom Patrol. During the ensuing struggle, the alien drone ship explodes and Immortus seemingly dies in the explosion. Wow, what a read. I have to say that this first story was great in establishing the characters in Chapter 1, The Doom Patrol. The Challenge of the Timeless Commander was a great mission to have them go out on. And then this introduction of General Immortus really began to expand and added mystery to what this new Doom Patrol was all about. The art in here by Bruno was really different. And, I mean, different for the times. This is 1963, and Marvel was beginning to hit their stride. And I have to say, to Bruno Primiani's credit, being over at DC, he gave Doom Patrol a completely unique feel and really accentuated the weird and wonderful that this comic and these characters would grow on to eventually become through their various volumes and lives as comic book characters and properties over at DC. This was the foundational work, and I can completely understand why a young Grant Morrison would have been captivated by reading these comics and seeing what had been created within the pages of Doom Patrol by Drake and Primiani. It really sparks the imagination. It makes you take a step back and go, these are not your typical superheroes. And as was expressed earlier, the uniqueness of the interaction between the Chief, between Larry Trainer, Native Man, between Robot Man, and Elastigirl is really an amazing, amazing chemistry. Here you have every one of these characters reflecting on their burdens, the things that make them unique. I have to say, overall, I 
thoroughly enjoyed this read of My Greatest Adventure, Volume 1, Number 80, The Doom Patrol, from June 1963. And if you are a fan of Doom Patrol, or are just interested in getting the foundational context and inspiration that caused Grant Morrison to want to help Karen Berger at the time resurrect a legacy property at DC, which had seen better days, check this one out. And please join us for our graphic novel of the month, Doom Patrol, Volume 2, Number 1, Crawling from the Wreckage, Grant Morrison, here on Kirby's Kids. (laughs) 